Welcome to the World Impact Ministries Sermon of the Week with today's message by Pastor Wayne White. Well, it's good. It's good to be here. How many are excited about what the Lord is doing, especially what He's doing in your life? Come on. How many are excited about that? Glory to God. I'm going to get to the Word quickly. If you've got your Bibles, just turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24. Just want to honor our pastors and bless God for them. And honor my wife. Isn't she looking beautiful? Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love her. She's a dear lady to my heart. So um, 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Know he, know he not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that he, that he may obtain. Hebrews 12 and verse 1 and a couple more verses. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset us, and let us run the race with patience that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. I'll use a thought for today. Run the race that is set before you. In a world of competitive sports, many very good and promising athletes will compete for a title, even dream of obtaining the prize. However, relatively few will pay the price of the intense physical training and the years of preparation that must take place prior to the competition. Even of those who try, many fall out of the race somewhere along the way. Today, I, I really want to um, talk to us that the race that we're in, that is called life, let me first say that it's important that in this race that we're wearing the right gear or wearing the right clothing. The writer here, Paul, he tried to compare or try to bring a similarity to the race that the athlete run and the race that we're running as Christians. I know today that there is, you know, there is a lot of us who have accomplished a lot of things in life. And there's a lot of us here, even though there's one audience, there are different groups of people that are sitting here today. Um, I said this before, and if I've not said it before, you probably have heard it. Some of us are coming out of a storm. Some of us are going through a storm. And some of us are getting ready to go through a storm. And, and, and the, th the, th the thing about this is um, nobody likes going through a storm. Nobody likes going through a storm. But I hear David said uh, in Psalms that he was glad that he was afflicted. And uh, some people might say that was crazy. Why would he be glad that he was afflicted? Because uh, he's learned some things in his affliction. He, he, his, his flesh have been quiet, you know what I mean, and disciplined through his affliction. 
And so today I, I, I want to draw attention to this race that we're running. I mean, many of you probably have watched the Olympics and see a lot of these athletes uh, who run this race. There's a famous guy that is from the country that I was born in by the name of Usain Bolt. It's probably the first guy ever to won three 100 meters titles and three 200 meters titles and three four by 100 meter titles in three different Olympics. And uh, you, you could look at him and call him a legend. Wouldn't you say he is? Because it's never been done before. But this race that we're in, I want to say it's not a 100-meter dash. This race that we're in is a marathon. It is a marathon. How many would agree that this race that we're in is a marathon? Glory to God. And so because it's a marathon, we can't run it like we run a 100-meter. I... At my workplace, I've, I've been racing along the, uh, uh, the jet line with some guys. And I'm still proud that I, I can beat a 19-year-old. And uh, I'm getting ready at some point to set up a race with Mr. Eric. Because he t he's already told me that I, 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 I've lost it. He told me that there's no way I can win this race. And yeah, I, I think he's trash talking, yeah, as you said. <laughs> but um, I like competitiveness because I have played sports most of my life. I play cricket, which a lot of people here don't understand what that is. I play football, which you guys call soccer, and I've run a lot. But what I am so glad about in those areas, I'm competitive. I'm able to use that competitiveness to bring into my day-to-day -day life. Because how many know that you have to be a winner to stay in this race? How many know that you have to see the finishing line to be able to stay in this race? Because let me say this to you, that a lot of things will come our way as we do this race. But one of the things that Paul says to the, um, the Hebrews um, 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 people, he says, look, I want you to lay aside every weight. That so easily beset us. And sometimes the weight, you could, you could call the weight the clothing that the athlete used to race in. They've got to make sure that whatever clothing that they use has no weight. If, if any weight, it must be minimal weight that is on them. And so it takes me to a place where sometimes the weight that we are running with, it could be the weight of many wounds in our lives. And uh, if we're wounded, we can't run the race the way we should run the race. If we are broken, we cannot run the race the way we should run the race. If we are not at peace with our past, we can't run the race the way we should run the race. Because it's like driving. If you keep looking in the way view mirror as you drive, I guarantee you at some point you will have an accident. So the things that are behind shouldn't be the things that distract us to run the race that is ahead of us. And so we got to get to that place where we are at peace with our past. 
and enjoying the abundant life that we are living in, in our presence. And be bold enough to step in our future. Because nothing should stop us from running the race. We should have the right clothing. We should have, especially we should have the, the, the desire to run. Some people don't have the desire to do this life anymore. Have you ever seen somebody who have already made a decision? This is how it's going to be. And nothing is going to change. What room have we left for God to give us a surprise? Come on. If you made it up in your mind that I'm not going to do anything, this is how it's going to be. I am going to be just like this, mundane. I will take the same route to work every day. I go to the same restaurant, eat the same sandwich every day. My route is totally mapped out. What room do we give God to give us a surprise? How many love God to surprise you? Come on. Come on. What room will you give God to surprise you? Our lives cannot be mundane. Our lives gotta be, he gotta be full of joy. Some of us sometimes, we wouldn't even dance even when the Spirit said to us dance because we're watching others who will think that we, we've gone crazy in our heads. But David, when he went for the ark of God and he brought it to Jerusalem, Come on, this man was so glad that the ark was in Jerusalem. He danced before the Lord. Even his wife looked at him and said he was crazy. But David said, you think you see anything yet? This race is personal. I can't run past the Bever, past the Dave race. I've got to run my race. My race. And sometimes... What happened in this race is that we've got to ask ourselves the questions. Why am I in the race? Why are you in this race? I don't know about you, but I'm in it to win it. I'm in it to get a, there's a prize ahead of me. And I want to obtain that prize. I want to hear Jesus says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Enter thou into my joy. I, I don't know. But anything I'm doing, I'm going to get excited and put my all in it. Because I, I just love excitement and when we see the work of God and when we when we are you know the thing about it when you see what God is doing is what you want to see God do how many know that joy automatically just come out of you there's a well that continually springing up inside of you so you got to ask yourself why am I in the race because the race we're not here for selfish gain us as leadership, we're not here for us. We're here for you. We're here to make sure whatever we're giving to you is something that is empowering you and get you going for the race that you're running called life. So we got to look at it. Why am I in the race? Nobody gets into a race and think that they're going to lose it. Everybody get into a race 
and still believe they're going to win it. When Gatlin was racing this last race with Houston Bolt, at 50 meters he was winning the race. And I'm sure he said to himself, I got him now. But one thing he didn't know is that Houston is no good at 50 meters. What he's good at is anything past 50 meters, one of his strides become two of your strides. And man, I sat right here at work in the audience and everybody was going on and they were cheering. No, 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 don't take me wrong. They were cheering for the Americans. I was the only Jamaicans in there. And all of these guys were cheering for this guy. I'm the only Jamaican in there. But guess what? I have already known that Usain was going to win the race. And so when they were cheering, and they were cheering, after he finished the 50 meters, the sound began to die. Yeah, yeah, the sounds begin to die. And if you know me well, I'm not going to just let them die. I'm going to put them down and make sure they're buried because I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say, yes, like I told you so. And this is what Jesus is saying. And this is what the great cloud of witness is saying to the devil right now. That these that are here on earth, we are cheering them on. And they're going to win this race. No matter what you say, devil. God has an expected end for those who are here now on earth. So, just in case you didn't know, you have a great cloud of witness. That is saying right now, don't stop. Go on. If you didn't know that you have an audience, right now you got an audience that are saying, go on. So there has to be those questions asked. Why am I in this race? How many are in it to win it? Glory to God. We are in it to win it. And, uh, Galatians talk about it in Galatians 5 and verse 7. He did run well. What did hinder you? There are a lot of us who have started out well. And we started out well and doing well. But we have allowed things to distract us. Because let me tell you something. You got to remember when you run in the race, your eyes have always got to be on the prize. We cannot be distracted by anything else. We got to stay focused. On the price. So Galatian, Paul was saying to the, the, the Galatian brethren, you was running well. What hinder you? Why now you start to believe in legalism? Why now you start to believe in another gospel, something that has nothing to do with the truth? Paul was saying, there was a time when you stand fast in the liberty. Why now you want to entangle yourself again in the yoke of bandage? There was time when some of us were delivered from drugs, delivered from all different kind of addiction. And you see the grace of God on you while you run in the race. You lay that weight aside. Why now you are getting ready to pick it up again? Have you not seen the power of God? That's what Paul was saying. Have you not seen the miracles? There was a time when nobody could move you from where you are. 
Why now? You are not running the way you used to run. That's why, you know, he's, um, John with the seven church, the church of Ephesus, Ephesus, he said, you have left your first love. That love that you couldn't wait for prayer meeting. You couldn't wait for Bible studies. That love that you couldn't wait until the doors were open. You were the first one there. He said, why now? What hinder you from running well? We got to check our group and check in our circles and check the things that are coming in our heads now and the things that are affecting us. And look at it. Are these hindering me or are these things giving me energy for the journey ahead? He said, why? What happened? You used to run well. And in this race that we are doing, it's not only that we are in it to win it, not only that we, we need to have the desire, but guess what? Not only do we need to run well, we need to have a good coach. And who knows the race better than Jesus? Who is the best coach? Jesus is. Why? Because he's the author of the race. Come on. And he's the finisher of the race. It means he has seen where it started and he knows where it's going to finish. So if we need a coach, the best coach to have is Jesus. Because Jesus, when he finished the race, guess what he did? He went down and he went and sat at the right hand of God. Because when he finished it, he said, it is finished. Man's redemption is now paid. Not only we need a good coach, but we need to be patient in this race. Some of you are single, waiting for a husband, waiting for a wife. Wait, because God has the right one somewhere for you. The one that he knows that you need and the one that he knows that that person needs. Exactly what you want. If you wait in God, that's what he's going to do. The thing, though, with waiting is a lot of us, if you look at, look, look at a waitress or a waiter, what do they do when, they, when, when, when they're waiting on you? They wait serving. That's what they do. In their waiting, they're serving. And what we got to do in this race, as we wait on the blessings of God, we got to wait serving. And when we look at patience, it means the capacity to accept or to tolerate Delay. So it didn't say that you weren't going to get it. It's just a delay. And how many know that delay is not denial? Come on. He's not denying you because he delayed it. He delayed it probably because he want to get you into a place of maturity. Because sometimes if we're not mature enough, we don't know how to handle the blessing. There's another ingredient that we need to win this race. It's called endurance. We got to endure. We got to endure. If you think that these guys who win these races didn't endure some stuff, you make a sad mistake. There is no such thing as divine osmosis. Just drop down from heaven. You got to work for some things. 
In order to have some things, you got to work for it. And let me tell you something. God is not going to just drop things in our lap when he, when he don't realize that, hey, this guy or this, this, this man or woman has gone through some things. Because I've never seen a man on the face of the earth. I've not seen him but heard of him. Like David, King David. I've never seen another person being pursued by enemies as David did. This man was like a, he was like a, a partridge in a pear tree somewhere. And he, he was just, he kept running. There was a point when he said, if the enemy was outside, it would not be so bad. But the enemy was in my house. The last one was his, his son that tried to dethrone him off the throne. Let me say this to you. There are going to be things that are going to try to throw you off your square. There's going to be things that will come at you and discouragement. You will even get to the place where you think everybody is against you. But how many know that? You know, how many know it's the Lord who justifies? Come on. Nobody can say anything about it. If you know that it's the Lord who justifies, and he said, no one can put anything or charge anything against the elect of God. Because what? It is the God that we serve that justifies. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be sad if some of us were the one that going to let everybody in in heaven? Because some of us wouldn't let some people in at all. But aren't you glad that Jesus and the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit is in charge of that? I'm glad. Because somebody, I might have at some point cut up somebody on the road and they didn't like it. And they say, you ain't getting in. But this race, there's always going to be distraction. But in this distraction, we got to stay focused. Because Jesus said with endurance, he said, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. In other words, if you endure to the end, you're going to obtain the prize. You see, all of us here are running, but we're running an individual race. And what, what the Bible is saying, what Paul is saying when he said all run, but one obtain the prize. He's not saying that you can't obtain the prize. He's saying that you should run so you obtain the prize. Because you got to be in the race in order to win the race. How many of us want to obtain the prize? Almost there. There are four kind of people that are in the world. The first are those that they call the cop-out. Who have no goals and do not make commitment. These are those who run aimlessly without a purpose or direction. They run aimlessly. We can't run this race without we having an aim in mind. There has to be an aim while you're in this race. Why are you in this race? There must be a purpose while I'm running this race. I can't just get up and just, you know, just want to be about. We have to have goals on purpose. We can't be a cop out. When pressure comes, we can't just cop out and say, I've had enough. What if Jesus did that? 
where would you and I be today? What Jesus did when he knew the guy who was going to betray him, he said, whatever you do, do it quickly. That sounds like confidence to me. Because whatever is coming, I'm ready for it. Come on. How many of you can say that? You know, whatever you do, do it quickly. Because whatever is coming, I am cut out for this. I was made for this. Are you cut out for this race? Are you made for this race? Are you running this race with an aim in mind? Or are we just beating the ear? We need to make sure that we run and we're running with an aim in mind. You know, there's no disease that he cannot conquer. There is no life that is committed to him that he cannot lead and direct. Man, if he's, he's, if he's the author, he's got it all. Don't part. He knows exactly what he needs to do. And then there are those who hold out, the holdout people, who don't know if they can reach their goals, so they are afraid to make commitments because they have no confidence. Come on. They're holding out. They don't want to put themselves out there. Glory to God. Come on. Can you imagine if somebody didn't put themselves out there and leave a legacy for us? Where would we be today? If you are world changers, as we are world impact ministries, we have to put ourselves out there and go and reach the last of any cast. We've got to go out there and put a system in place to see lives change, lives turn around, to see people get into victory and be overcomers. Ask yourself a question. What am I called to? Because God don't call us to sit down here and warm these benches. God called us and put his spirit on us. Because I can't run my truck in empty. The only, the only people I see run on empty sometimes are Christians. The reason why the day of Pentecost came, because God didn't want his disciples to run on empty. He filled them up first and then tell them to go. And then there is the all-out people. Those who set goals, commit to them, and pay the price to reach them. Are you paying? Are you setting goals in this race that you want to run and paying the price to get them? Let me tell you, a quitter never wins and a winner never quits. We can't get up every day and say, this is our ear, and don't put things in place to make sure God bless what we're doing. This is a fate walk. This is a fate walk. And we've got to make sure that we're doing this. I hope today that we have a purpose while we run this race. I hope we are wearing the right clothing. We have the desires. We have patience, we have endurance, and that we are not copping out, but we are just saying, God, I need you to make it clear to me exactly what you want me to do. How many want to run with an aim in mind? Come on. 
Come on. You want to run with an aim in mind? How many want to win this race? Come on. How many want to win this race? One of the things you can do as I'm going to close right now in winning this race. Don't let life do you. Do life. Live like you've never lived so you can live like you've never lived. And there's, a, there's an opportunity coming for you. But look at it this way. The opportunity of a lifetime must be taken in the lifetime of that opportunity. Get it? The opportunity of a lifetime must be taken in the lifetime of that opportunity. Why? Because that opportunity might never come again. While that opportunity is alive, take it. And if God has break bandage and fear over your life, don't get yourself entangled again in the yoke of bandage. And let, let me say this to you. Even when you're alone, don't forget this. There's a greater cloud of witness. Those who have won the race already waiting for you to come on in because they're cheering for you. They're cheering. Come on. You can hear this uproar, this noise that are cheer, cheering for you. They're saying, they're saying, come on, David, you can do this. Come on, Tina, you can do this. Come on, Beverly, you can do this. Come on, World Impact, you can win this race. Don't sit down and say to yourself, poor me, or, oh, I can't do this. God is saying we can win this race. Stand to your feet. How many know that the winner in the race is somebody who finished strong? Come on. How many want to finish strong? You know you can only finish strong to win this race. We need strong finishers. We need strong finishers. Doesn't have to be musc muscular physically, but muscular with your faith. Come on. Come on. The faith has got to be strong for us to finish strong. Come on. The thing that whooped us last year cannot be beating us this year. Oh, the things that has, as they say, don't, don't take this personal. The monkey on your back last year can't be the monkey on your back this year. Liberty has got to be in your life. Freedom is not when you buy a car. Freedom is not when you own a five-bedroom house and leave your parents' house. Freedom is when you stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free. When drugs ain't got no power over you. When depression and alcohol can't have no power over you. When you're not hunting yourself, but you're pursuing God.
That's what freedom is. That's what freedom is. When you don't like to be alone because it's not because you want to be with God alone because the pressure of life. When you don't want to open your curtains. But guess what? When he comes in, the emancipator comes in and free you from mental slavery. That's what freedom is. When you can say who the sun set free is free at last. Man, man, I can run because there's no weight. Oh, somebody said, I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. He said, what a wonderful thing it is to be free from sin and have Christ within. What a freedom that is. For more information about this or other media resources, please visit our website at world-impactministries.com. Thanks for listening to this Sermon of the Week. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and strengthened by this message. Ooh.